Exciting news at This Week Health. Starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health conference and stay updated every Thursday. Welcome to This Week in Health IT. It's Newsday, and I am not in the studio. I'm actually in a hotel room. We're at the Health 2021 conference in Boston, and we've done about eight interviews at the conference. And on Monday and Wednesday of this week, I'm going to be releasing two of those shows on this channel. If you aren't aware, we actually have two podcast channels. We have This Week in Health IT, which you're listening to, and we have Today in Health IT, which is our daily channel where we drop five to 10-minute episodes every weekday morning. And if you want to catch the other interviews, head on over and subscribe. We talked to a lot of great companies. We talked to Avia, Sensign Health, Verizon Blue Jeans. We talked to Definitive Healthcare, Impact Health, Oshner, lots of great content. And none of this is paid content. Here's what I did. I walked the floor and talked to people about what they were doing and tried to identify those things that I thought would be relevant to you, the community. So go ahead over to today and catch up on some of those other shows that we've started releasing them on Wednesday of last week. On this show, we sit down with the chief product officer for Olive, Rohan D'Souza, and we do that in the big purple bus that was on the floor. This is one of the most exciting companies in health IT, and we discuss their platform in some depth. These are audio only, so don't go looking for the video. It's not out there. It's just our voice for these couple of episodes. It's great content. I hope you enjoy. All right. We're doing another uh, interview from the Health 2021 conference in Boston. Looking forward to this one. We are in the Olive Bus with Rohan D'Souza, the Chief Product Officer for Olive. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And thank you for stopping by Go One, our lovely bus. It's impressive. I mean, I've seen the, the social media. This bus will pull up in front of a health system and you'll have a whole bunch of people out there and whatnot. I, I think it's indicative of your culture. First of all, you're going out to your clients. There's so much I like about Olive, so that's why I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, awesome. But I want to I want to start with the last time I talked to Olive was Sean Lane, CEO, was about four years ago, and we primarily talked about RPA. Primarily talked about computer vision applied to RPA, some of the interesting things that were going on there. But it's it's really a different company today than than when I talked to Sean four years ago. It was, yeah, it definitely is. And I think um, technology moves so fast these days, right? We were we were used to the 10-year Gartner hype cycles where things move in decades. Today, we're moving in the form of two to three-year cycles. So I'm not surprised. Four years ago, Sean's message was probably all of is the de facto uh, computer vision, more specifically UI-based RPA, because even RPA as a whole has matured, has created a category for itself. Uh, I think today we stand on that as the core to our foundation. Uh, we're at a point, though, where that's been commoditized. It's in it's ubiquitous in the fabric of the company, right? It's one of the arrows in our quiver. And we will pull out the UI-based RPA uh, arrow from the quiver, but we have a lot more arrows today in that quiver of uh, automation as a whole. And that's really what we're focused on. So it's automation on the administrative side, on the clinical side, on the 
Where where are you focused? Yeah, it, it honestly, good question. And this is also a little bit of a misconception that Olive is very much focused on the revenue cycle space. Uh, while I'd say that there is a there's a genuine interest in in going very very deep in in the revenue cycle space. Um, we're a horizontal and a vertical, right? So we fly across the entire enterprise. It really is a play. Uh, it's really up to our customers to decide where we want to start. Uh, and we've matured to the point where in the past it was, uh, hey, customer, we have some really cool tech. Uh, we've invested a lot of R&D money in building out what we believe to be best in class platform components, but we might not necessarily understand the problem. So why don't you point us to the problems and we'll go fix those problems with our solutions and we'll end up building out solutions. Today, we've gotten so good though at identifying symptoms from problems. So we're able to come in and say, I think that's actually a symptom of a much bigger problem. So you should start your transformation journey with us through a set of repeatable artifacts that sit in our solution layer. We did a press release yesterday where we announced the library. Think of it as essentially a marketplace, a true marketplace where developers and, and Olive can benefit from customers transacting against the marketplace. And we guide them through this process. So while your question is, yeah, a lot of it happens within revenue cycle. It isn't necessarily the place that we start today. It was the place where we started a couple of years ago. Well, you, it's, it's interesting that, that play of, I'm going to use the, the term that we always throw around, which was the app store for healthcare, right? So you are, you're taking that underlying complexity and you are abstracting that, le that level of complexity. And you're saying, look, we're, we're going to, we're going to hook into all these things. We have the technology to do that. But on top of that, we're going to start building these libraries, I guess what you're calling yep. it, but these components that take the, the functions that every new startup is going to do, you know, they're going to go out and develop it, then this one, and this one, and this one. And you're saying, look, just build on top of Olive. We go in there, provide this infrastructure at a, at a boost. You're shaking your head. Yes. Yeah, so I just want to make sure that I'm on the right. Yeah, no, I, I am. And, uh, that's definitely the, the vision and the doubling down of where we want to go as a company. We truly, we truly believe that we are building a generational company. The generational companies happen when you, when you build platforms, right? And true platforms. It's like, if I were to quote Bill Gates, like Bill Gates said it best, a, a platform is really a platform when the sum value of the companies that are built on top of the platform are significantly more than the value of the platform itself, right? Until that happens, you're not a platform. You're mostly an aggregator and some more of a data broker. Um, I and the team at Olive are really focused on how do we make this available to the incredible developer and the builders that are out there, the, the community that's building out niche, very focused, deep solution, deep empathetic solutions for the customer to come on build on the platform and not have to figure out the things that we've done over the last six, seven years. So to provide more color around what Olive does, I want to go into different use cases. But I'm here, uh, you know, more with less is common. I think people think health systems did really well through the pandemic. Health systems did not do really well through the pandemic. They, you know, very tight budgets. So I, I want to talk about more with less. I want to talk about the consumer experience. Yeah. What can be, be done there. But I, I'd be remiss if I talked only about the consumer experience and didn't talk about the, the provider experience. And I, there's probably another use case, but I, I we'll, we'll, we'll uh, start, start there. So automation is one of the first words that comes up when we think of more with less. And how, how is Olive 
making things more, much more efficient so that we can, we can do more with them. Yeah. So it's a great question. And I think uh, I love that you said automation and not necessarily RPA. Um, I think first of all, it has to be the, so I'll give you a little bit of the internal dynamics. The internal dynamics for us, uh, we're a classic, you know, metric driven organization. We do the whole OKR thing, uh, measure performance across the board, but we have made it such a big part of our DNA. So I'll give you an example. We have this metric called human power and we measure everything back both for every single or all 1200 Olivians are able to recite back a primary metric that we measure, which is human power. And it's this concept of what is the impact that we are bringing back to society through our, through our community of providers, eventually payers, and then consumers. Uh, because and it, it's crazy to think that out of the 16 million healthcare workers that exist today, a majority of them are towards administrative tasks. And if you can carve, and then the math breaks out to a trillion dollars of overspend, if I can put that money back, and if Olive can put that money back into the system, just imagine the therapeutics that might get created, um, the uh, excitement and uh, the lack of burnout, you know, this classic quadruple aim of healthcare. So that it's very much in our DNA to measure things that are impactful back, uh, uh, back to the community. And uh, it's, a, it's a hard thing to do because we don't, we don't necessarily measure traditional metrics of how much data is flowing through the platform uh, or how many new solutions do I have, right? The more with the less is going back to our human power metric and constantly measuring that. Talk about, let's talk about the consumer experience. And one of the promises is that someday we're going to get to significant personalization. The, the messages I need from, from the health system about my health and me being healthy is different than what, what you would be. Yeah. So is there any area that Olive's playing in terms of that personalization? Yeah, there, there are a couple areas that we're playing in that personalization. One, uh, so one of the exciting things, so I've spent my entire professional career in health tech and there's this age old saying that, you know, technology and healthcare is always behind. Um, I think that's unfortunate, uh, but on the flip side of, because of that moniker that we carry where technology is behind in healthcare, it's pulled a lot of folks who have solved similar problems in cross industries. Uh, so we're, we at all of today are getting people coming in. Majority of our inbound requests are actually folks that aren't in healthcare that either came from consumer focused applications, uh, the retail space of deeply understanding the LTV of a customer. I mean, healthcare is in a consumer focused business today, right? You have to deeply understand the, the lifetime value of that patient. And more importantly, you're living in a digital world where as consumers, we are much more educated and we have a plethora of options. I don't have to go to my primary anchor health system that might exist in, you know, in, I live in Seattle. So I don't have to say much other than, you know, who the anchor health system there is. Um, but so that as a consumer, I have a lot more information at my hands. And so what all of us doing is we're meeting the consumer where they are, which means we're doing very, this is a very tactical example, but the, the message that we send to a consumer and how it's written uh, in, in that text message that shows up has some intelligence behind what type, of, what type of a consumer it is, right? We do some A-B testing in the background to figure out what time should I text Rohan, who is mostly a morning person versus somebody else who is an idol, right? And so technologies today, thank God for the, the easy access to data and the easy access to the cloud, 
we're able to do a lot of this uh, experimentation in the background uh, to abstract away the complexity of getting to the consumer. The one of the reasons that healthcare has the reputation of being behind in technology is the mess that the data is, or the complex, you know, complex mess that yeah. the data is, and so I, that that has to be one of the big values that you bring. Are you just working with with healthcare data? Are you working with uh, claims data, payer data? I mean, what what data sets are you working? Yeah, so uh, we, uh, you know, we could spend an entire hour on data. So I'll try to summarize it very quickly. Uh, we honestly don't care what the source of data is, but the things that we talk about is we care about the footprint and we care about the fingerprint. And so there, there are two ways that we look at it. We, uh, just like most other places, we're, we're a data-heavy organization, uh, but we're, we don't have a dependency on the way we receive the data. And that's the beauty about us owning an automation category rather than saying we're an RPA player, right? If I go in into a health system or, or a payer um, that has a standards-based approach to giving me their data, I'm not going to try to shove RPA in front of them. I'll take a standards-based approach, right? I'm one of the original um, early creators of the FHIR specification, and FHIR has done some amazing stuff for us. The challenge, though, is the, uh, the adoption cycle of something like FHIR more importantly, the challenges of allowing the cultural allowance of allowing uh, systems to write back data without a human being in the loop. And that's just us. It's, it's actually not a technology problem. It's a cultural problem, right? Um, so an interesting stat, it takes about 18 years for um, data to actually get to the bedside from the point of a research study being kicked off. COVID completely changed that, right? So we went from the early uh, signs of COVID within a year having a vaccine and HHS and CMS having real-time data to bed availability. Like, unfortunately, we had to have a global pandemic to do the kinds of things that from a technology perspective, we've had for 10, 15 years. It's the adoption cycle on the cultural aspect and the cost of the false positive that keeps healthcare behind and adopting these things that you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, we're not doing any real rocket science, right? We're, we're able to put William Shatner in a rocket and send him up to space. Like we should be able to do the, the basic things in healthcare a lot faster. I, you know, I didn't find sending Shatner up into space, all that impressive. I found bringing him back alive to be really impressive. Touche. Yeah. 90 years old. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, yeah. Pretty amazing. Um, you know, there's, there's two categories that I think Olive has a message for. So I, 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 want, I want you to talk first about healthcare providers. What's the message to healthcare providers? Where, where, where do they utilize Olive? Where do they, you know, start, start the relationship? Uh, don't be afraid of uh, dipping your toes into the, the digital workforce. Uh, the digital workforce is here and the digital workforce is here to stay. Um, there's a reason why we have invested so much on the empathetic approach to delivering all of where we have humanized her and we we want you to treat her uh, as an extension of your team and the beauty about the investment that we're making in the company is olive has a bunch of friends and she talks to her friends every single second and so that's the the reason why we're not traditional rpa we say when one olive learns all olives do because we've built this mesh connectivity and network to say like I can trust Olive to do her do, to do her job 
Because although to me, she's an N of one, she's a one of N behind the scenes, right? She's talking every single, all of worker, the digital worker that is working in the trenches uh, of these provider organizations. And I would think the other group of people is people who are here who are developing their platforms and doing those kind of things. And they're always struggling with, how do I stand up my first health system? How do I get to scale and all those other things? You yeah. really give them a path to scale though. Yeah, we not only give, give them a path to scale, uh, we give them the ability to ride our coattails on the crazy sales cycle that exists <laughs> in healthcare. I mean, we have, we have plowed the way of today being in front of the majority of health systems in this country in some shape or form. Take advantage of the massive investments that we made uh, in order to go through the procurement cycles, in order to go through the, the process of being a trusted uh, a vendor, provider extension in the organization and come, you know, bring your solution to life. The long tail for Olive is extremely long. And if I explode that long tail out, there are, there are companies and developers that are agonizing about those small, minute things that we as a, we as a company are not going to do. So I want to just give give the ability for for what we see as the long tail to be unlocked by the hundreds of thousands of developers uh, that exist today, both here in the U.S. but globally as well. Rohan, thank you for your time. Really yep. appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That's all for today. If you know someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to thank our show sponsors for today, Sirius Healthcare and Worldwide Technology. We appreciate their investment in the show. And we also want to thank our channel sponsors for investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, VMware, Hillrom, Starbridge Advisors, McAfee, and Aruba Networks. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.